you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. They go deep down the field, and it is intercepted on the rebound by Bell. The Bengals come up with a crucial pick from 31 yards. McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. They're down and one. Stafford end zone cut. Got it. Touchdown Rams. And this great connection continues. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Rams. And they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. And so it's down to two. Super Bowl 56, the matchup is cemented. Stafford and the Rams playing on their home turf in Los Angeles at SoFi. Burrow and the Bengals coming to town. Good Morning Football will be out in Los Angeles all week long next week starting Monday to get you ready for the show down at SoFi. And welcome to Good Morning Football, everybody. Thanks for choosing us this morning. It's going to be a fun show. Lots of highlights, lots of takes. We'll talk a little Tom Brady and Super Bowl 56 as well on this Monday, the last day of January. My name's Kay Adams. Uh, Peter Schrager is here. So is Kyle Brandt back from L.A. and Chris Carter from Florida. You guys all over the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We came together to do this, what we were meant to do, give you highlights for breakfast. Let's go. Santa, we're going to stay in exactly two weeks. Let's go to SoFi Stadium for the highlights. Garoppolo to Kittle. They're rolling. Ten-point lead. McVay, you're going to lose these guys again? Hold on a sec. Let's go to the fourth quarter. So here it comes. Jimmy, the drive of your life. San Francisco, take it from him after an incomplete and a completion for a loss. Don't get in Donald's hand. Aaron Donald grabs him. He flicks it. It's picked. It's over. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl. A really, really sad last-minute drive. Is he pointing to a ring on his finger? Is that what he's doing? Because Aaron Donald wants it bad. So does Odell. So does Stafford. Oh, my gosh. Look at all those stars. Vaughn and Cooper and, and Donald and Whitworth and Jalen, they are all staying right there 
in Los Angeles for a game played exactly 13 days from today. 20 to 17, the Rams win the NFC title. And listen to McVay. Let's get after it, boys. Take it away. You made me nervous when you only had one timeout remaining with about seven minutes in the game. But you pulled it off. The players pulled it off. I'm just so grateful for these players. Give it up for the players today, man. Unbelievable job. It's about this team. I love this group. We got one more, but I'm so grateful for this organization, these players, our coaches. Just so proud of everybody, but got one more. Well, is this kind of what you thought it would be like? Uh, this is a whole lot better than what I thought it was going to be like, man. This is an unbelievable team, uh, unbelievable atmosphere tonight. Thank you guys for coming out and making it loud and proud. And uh, I'm so happy to be a part of this team, man. These guys out here, I'm looking at these faces, put so much work into this thing. This is, uh, this is for everybody. I'm so proud to be a part of it. He was celebrating on the field with his wife, Kelly, afterwards. So much excitement after so many years, and he never got the shot to go to the Super Bowl, and now he gets to play it in his backyard like the Buccaneers did last year when they went on to win. It's going to be the Rams and the Bengals. But when we're talking about this L.A. side, by the way, Shregs, lots of fans. Looks like yeah, lots of Rams of fans blue. in those stands. What did you make of the comeback? Uh, they're down 10 with the, the fourth quarter starting, and it's like, okay, the world is melting. And there was a great shot of Aaron Donald that you showed in the highlights of him revving up the guys. Now, Aaron Donald is not a talkative leader in that locker room in the way that he's, all right, pep talk guy. Now, everyone mm -hmm. respects him, but mm -hmm. he's not that guy where it's like, rally around me. Aaron Andrews' report was that Aaron Donald got the entire defense around him and said, this is not done. We're not going out like this. And then on the final drive, it's like, Aaron Donald, you're the best player in the sport. Go make the play. And sure enough, on this last drive, Jimmy has a future he's got a concern about. He's got an entire season that they're thinking about. He's got a career that they're thinking about. And the Rams defense shut the door. I thought you give a lot of quarterbacks a minute 42 to go to the Super Bowl and say, hey, you got to go 80 yards. Are they going to be up for the challenge? This was the test for Jimmy. And then this play right here, Aaron Donald tears him to the ground. He flicks it out in desperation. It's intercepted. And Aaron Donald showed that at the end of the day, he was able to close the door. They were not going to lose seven straight times to these quote-unquote bullies from the Northern California area. I love this for Aaron Donald so much. I'm <laughs> watching him yesterday, and I'm like, gosh, we talk about Reggie White. We talk about Lawrence Taylor. Aaron Donald's one of the all-time greats, and now he has that all-time moment. That was the Aaron Donald game at the end there for me. He shut the door, and we'll talk about all the different personalities. But for him to rally the guys around and say, no, 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 not this week, not this time. We're not losing seven straight. And for him to be doing this at the end, he wants to get that ring. You Let's called see. it, Chris. You said that you wanted to see a big game. If he's one of the greats, he's got to show it, and he did. Well, he is a great guy. He's a different type of leader. We haven't seen someone that has dominated the game. Um, he's definitely the best non-quarterback we've had playing the NFL the last 10 years. But to me, we look at all the players, the architect behind this, Les Snead, McVay, them believing that, okay, and having the ownership that was saying, oh, it's okay, we have the money, we're going to support you, we're going to go all in. People talk about it, and Peter and Kyle, this very seldom ever works in sports. We're going to get a star cast. You talked about wit coming over from Cincinnati, now playing against his former team there in Cincinnati, OBJ. He could have went to Tampa. They need another receiver. He could have went to Green Bay. But they believe not only in whatever the model they come up with, but they also believe in their locker room. You can't bring guys like Von Miller, OBJ, Stafford into an unstable locker room. So it speaks to it's more than just a sizzle. They really have some good ingredients there where guys that are misfits other places can come there Put down a tent and say, you know something? I can do this. I can do this team thing. And the ultimate game that very seldom ever works 
it worked for the Rams. It really did. And the key ingredient was the guy running the whole thing. It's first segment of the show, Monday after the title games. I guess we'll talk about Matthew Stafford, as always, year after year. Now, it's really, really a cool thing. I love that this thing has changed. I love that he has taken his storyline of being mired in Detroit and being a flatline tapioca not winner. He got to the Super Bowl not only by beating the team that his team couldn't beat and the coach that his, his coach couldn't beat, he did it down 10 in the fourth quarter against a stadium we had a lot of opposing fans in and all the storylines were there. And I got to tell you too, like the reason we're talking about Tom Brady today and the reason we talked about Tom Brady all day yesterday is because Matt Stafford retired him. Mm. Matt Stafford changed the trivia question over the last two weeks from who's the quarterback with the most all-time starts and never winning a playoff game to who beat Tom Brady and sent him into retirement? Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. And then who beat the Niners? Matthew Stafford. It's always going to be a little wild with him. He's going to throw you one. He's never going to change that. But I just, I always get a kick on this particular day of the Good Morning Football program. And we start the show and we show the two logos and we're like, what? The Bengals versus Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl uh, is a mind blower. And I think it is very cool. There is no Mahomes. There is no Brady. It is Matthew Stafford. And it was the Bengals because those were the best two teams. Yeah, they were. And Stafford was clutch. They deserve it. They should be there. It's an, it's an awesome, awesome morning. How about in the beginning of the season when Odell? was on Cleveland and then Odell's yeah. dad and then it was I'm leaving I'm gonna go he's playing in a Super Bowl his very first Super Bowl and he has been clutch down the stretch we're talking about Les Snead bringing guys in I don't winning culture also helps that winning keeps them all happy and he has been so incredible uh nine catches for 113 yards that was yesterday because he was approaching three calendar years without a hundred yard wow. game yes this is his mm -hmm. first hundred yard game in 33 games going back to his uh, first year in Cleveland. So he got a bunch of incentives. I think he got another 750K yesterday. I don't know if it's a Bitcoin. Don't ask me. But he has a, a million-dollar incentive for the Super Bowl, and he's just happy as can be. His mom came on the field. So just an interesting storyline. He worked his way out of Cleveland. Everybody can have their own opinion on that. But uh, you cannot debate whether or not he's been a factor in this postseason getting them to the Super Bowl. And you shared that footage of him with Debo. And, and oh, consoling him. It's, and it's like, here's this villain, OBJ, and mm -hmm. like his first thought is to go run over to console another wide receiver from the losing team because he's been there. So I, I think the narrative's changed. I think he has been incredible important to them, especially since Robert Woods went down and he was on the roster. It was like, I got to step up. We'll talk more about this one. Of course, we'll get to the Bengals and the Chiefs in a bit, but Ian Rappaport joining us now this morning. Good morning football to you, my dear friend. We got some big hires over the weekend. Fill us in on the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Also, how are the Vikings doing in their search for a new head coach in charge? Josh McDaniels has landed. He has a head coaching job once again, this time for real. The Las Vegas Raiders agreed to terms with Josh McDaniels yesterday afternoon he is said to be their new head coach this comes in tandem with Dave Ziegler the Patriots uh, former Patriots de facto general manager who is now the new Las Vegas Raiders general manager Ziegler key the big turnaround for New England just in one year now gets to do with the Raiders he brings along his friend and, and certainly respected coach Josh McDaniels to form a Patriots West duo uh, in Las Vegas Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings are narrowing their search as well, going to conduct some second interviews early this week. Their second interview candidates are expected to be D'Amico Ryans from the San Francisco 49ers, who obviously can be hired now, his team uh, no longer in it. So that is one. Raheem Morris from the Los Angeles Rams, the defensive coordinator, former Bucks head coach, and no really strong candidate. He gets his second interview as well. And then Kevin O'Connell, the OC for the Rams, who's wanted in other places, including Jacksonville, 
he gets a second interview too. And then, of course, his colleague Tom Pelissero has mentioned Jim Harbaugh also floating around there. Potentially, they bring Harbaugh into the facility as well. Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know who's never lost a postseason game in his college or pro career? Joe Burrow. Let's see how that would go in Arrowhead. And early on, 21 to 10. The play that will be dissected for the next 20 years in Kansas City. A decision to go for it. The clock expires. Instead of getting a field goal or a touchdown, it is nothing. Let's go further in the game. Third and goal, Burrow. Chase, touchdown. They're going to go for two on this one. Sure enough, it was Trent Taylor tying the game 21 to 21. Fourth quarter, Zach Taylor. Can he get past Andy Reid in this big playoff matchup? Well, the Chiefs, they had him where they wanted him. On third and goal, Mahomes takes about 30 seconds. What is this play? Looking, looking, back one. Sam Hubbard knocked it loose! Sets up a Butker field goal, which was no longer a chippy. This was from 44, and he ties it. All right, Chiefs alive. They thought they might have gone for the touchdown there and won it in regulation, but let's see what happens in overtime. Wait, they get the ball in overtime? The whole crowd is cheering. Oh, here we go, third and 10. Mahomes, deep, he's got his guy, Hill! It's knocked away by Jesse Bates. Von Bell intercepts it. Silent arrowhead at this point, silent. Bengals take over. Burrow, steely glaze. Hand off to Mixon, who was amazing all day long, and Mixon just carrying defenders to the 12-yard line. Everyone knew what was happening here. This guy, he does not miss, has not missed the entire postseason. The only kicker drafted in the draft this year. And what do you know? The Cincinnati Bengals come back from 18 points down in Arrowhead, and Joe Burrow is carried off like a king in just his second year as the starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, the four seed, go into Arrowhead and beat the mighty Chiefs. Here is AFC champion Zach Taylor with AFC champion Joe Burrow talking with Jim Nance after the upset of the year. We got a special team and we've overcome a lot of deficits this year. We always believe in all three of our phases. Everyone stepped up, man. We're not done yet. Our fans say who day, we dim. But for a boy from Ohio to come back home and to take Cincinnati to the Super Bowl, what does this mean to the state, to Cincinnati, and to you? That's something I'm really proud of, being from Ohio, being the quarterback of the Bengals, it's two and a half hours from my hometown. This is something I've always wanted, playing the Super Bowl, and I couldn't be with a better group of guys. Joe Burrow won a national championship. Joe Burrow won the Heisman. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'll be the first person to ever do that, mm. to get all three of those things. Incredible win yesterday for them in that squad. They are a special team, as Zach Taylor just said. There's something intangible about them. They've overcome a lot. So what did we think of this upset win over the Chiefs in Cincinnati? Now, this team has taken down both one seeds on their way to SoFi. I, I can believe that the Bengals won. I can't believe how they won. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. First of all, Bengals, amazing. The, the list of quarterbacks to get to Super Bowls in their first two seasons is mostly Hall of Famers. The list of head coaches to start 3-0 in the playoffs is a lot of Hall of Famers. It was incredible. But what is that expression? Uh, if it bleeds, it leads? Yeah. The Chiefs are bleeding like a stuck pig. 
So let's 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 just remember how this happened. It's not just that the Bengals won. They're losing 21 to 3. It's the Chiefs are rolling. This is this is rock and roll. This is hip hop up and down the field. Touchdown, touchdown, party from 3 for 3 to start the game to punt, 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 interception, interception, loss like this is a this was not 28 to 3. It was 21 to 3 and and this was at home and this is against a team that had not oh, been there, that. has inferior personnel. We're going to talk about it for I don't know, the next 6 months, the next 50 years. Bengals, awesome Super Bowl, awesome game. Chiefs, what in the bleeping hell was that? That, that was a terrible letdown, Chris. Terrible. You can, you can never take momentum for granted. Mm-hmm. And when okay. you're watching that game, yes, it was hip-hop. It was everything Kansas City wanted. Guys dancing in the end zone. Let's go. But when they don't get any points, and then they were getting ready to get the double-double, where you can get points before halftime and mm-hmm. they're getting the kickoff. But no, the Bengals and that defense, that's how you beat a number one seed on the road in Tennessee, which was the best team in the AFC. That's how you beat the number two seed. That was the fourth straight year playing the AFC championship. But you got to have a guy, man. I don't care about all that other one. When you're making plays, you need to make sure that do we have a guy? Mm -hmm. And that's what the Bengals, that's what Eli Apple has seen. Mm. That's what all the other defenders seen. If we can get a stop, if we can get a stop, we got one of those special, special guys. I'm from Ohio. I live 30 minutes from Cincinnati. I've been on TV covering this team bad season after bad season. 99% of the players that come into this league, they need a support system. And no one thought that Cincinnati could support the talent of Joe Burrow. But what'd they do? Oh, no, we're not going to draft the big offensive lineman. We're going to give him a little toy to play with. Mm-hmm. That's what Joe needs. And I'm going to tell you the thing that was shocking for me. What? Yesterday when I saw him walking up to the game, I'm like, oh, my goodness. With the tinted glasses on, the winter coat. Okay. I hadn't. That reminded me of Joe Montana when people were wondering, wow, where'd this guy come from? Mm-hmm. And how his teammates loved him and gravitated to him. Amazing, amazing story. But you got to have one of those guys. And since he got that mm. in Joe. Or that look might have been a little Joe Namath, too. Talk about and, it. And you have those guys that, that it's just, that's my, that's my quarterback. I will follow him through thick and thin, through fire. And that's what he is. And I remember speaking at the Combine with Zach Taylor before that draft. And there's a lot of rumors that Joe Burrow might not want to go to Cincinnati. That he's, you know, he, he might not want to be there. And Zach, off the record, is telling me, like, you could offer us five first-round picks. That guy's going to be the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> He's from Athens, Ohio. Right. He mm-hmm. is Ohio. And if anyone ever is going to change this franchise, okay. it's that guy. And for it to actually happen, and gosh, Kyle, you were talking about it. I think you could spin it two ways. You could say it's an all-time collapse yeah. by the Chiefs, which it is. Or it's all-time comeback by the Bengals. Let's go into that. There's two. Se- there's five seconds left Let's at the it. end of the second quarter, and it's 21-10, and it's like, all right, kick the field goal. And they get cute. They get cute. Mm-hmm. They're like, crazy. field goal's not enough. 11, a 14-point lead's not enough. Let's go. Let's put the kill shot on them. And then the play call is a little wide receiver screen to Tyreek, and they stop him. All right, Three. we get the ball back, though, right? We get the ball back. All right, so everyone in the building is listening to Walker Hayes and the Applebee's song. You can't hear a word Boomer is saying. And then we come out here, and it's like the defense steps up. And then here we go. It's three stops in the defense. And then you saw the sideline. You could see momentum. Yes. You feel it. Don't you take feel it for granted. It. And I know I watch a lot of games on the couch in the studio. I was in Arrowhead. You were in Arrowhead. You felt that gust of wind coming. It's it was like two different games. You let them hang around. You let Burrow hang around. You had them. And they didn't. And Burrow and those Bengals, they never quit. I love this Bengals team. What a story. 
They came from no, all the way back and beat Mahomes and Reed in Arrowhead. And the, and the Chiefs, they had their chance. It's not about them today. It's about the Bengals. Yeah. It's hard to change and be progressive. You sure. have to see it before you believe it mostly. But this team, Shrags, they don't care about what was in the past. It's yeah. like that and stuff never existed. Yeah, and to your point, for 30 years, the Bengals, Kay, have never been good. They've always been a team that's on the rise. They've never been those guys, and they're in the Super Bowl right now. But it's never affected the confidence of this team. No, I think it's no. the distant past. It's also two years ago, they were the worst team in football. Yeah. And then this, they lost to the Bears this year. D Joe Burrow threw three picks in a row. It was like, even this year, they weren't good, and they were shaky. And now they're going to the Super Bowl. It's an awesome story. Not to mention the fact he had to overcome a catastrophic yeah. knee yeah, injury sure. to come back yes. last year and to make it happen this year for this team. It's pretty stunning. It's cool. We've got more uh, Good Morning Football up ahead. We've got some pretty big news over the weekend regarding Tom Brady. We'll discuss his plan to retire at some point from the NFL after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Let's go! Let's go! Box of the Super Bowl champs. Hey, fine. 
We'll go. Ian Rappaport joining us right now at Rap Sheet on Twitter. Ian, there was a lot of talk about Tom Brady's future over the weekend. I can't imagine what your phone looked like. Where do we stand on this Monday morning? My understanding is Tom Brady does, in fact, plan to retire. And I know there was a lot of pushback when the news came out and a lot of non-denial denials from people close to Tom Brady. For instance, his agent, Don Yee, called it speculation. Tom Sr. told Mike Giardi that it was basically conjecture. The Bucks had not been told that Tom Brady was, in in fact, retiring, and all that is true. And sure, it may be premature. In other words, before Brady planned to do an announcement, you know Tom Brady, Kay. Every announcement he has, everything's going to be buttoned up and professional and done the right way with everyone informed, with everyone on the same page, with everyone moving forward, knowing what direction it's going to be, and then going to walk off into the sunset. He did not get the opportunity to do that. Uh, the fact that everyone tried to put the toothpaste back into the thing, maybe he will when he actually announces it. But from what I understand, talking to a couple people close to him, the plan is, in fact, to walk away after 22 seasons and three MVPs and seven Super Bowls and the greatest player who ever lived. Mm -hmm. And super, I was so bummed out when I saw that. And then the retractions and the whole mess. It's just really unfortunate that the most decorated player in the history of the league wasn't able to do whatever he plans on doing on his own terms. Thank yeah. you so much, Ian. Talk to you in a bit. Reactions at the table, Peter, mm -hmm. about this little sitch. I was with you on that. And I, I think a lot of people feel the same way that, you know, if Brady wants to call it a quits, let's let Brady do it on his own terms. But th that's what happens in our industry. It's not always as pretty as it wants. I, I think of it as last night watching Patrick Mahomes not get to the Super Bowl after what was looking to be mm. like a play. Mahomes and Reed have now been to four straight AFC Championship games, and they now have one Super Bowl ring to show for it. Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> Drew Brees retired last year, and Drew Brees had one. Aaron Rodgers has been the MVP four mm -hmm. times, and he's going to, you know, he's won one. Brady has won seven MVPs. As we're coming back from you know, Arrowhead, and I'm watching all these, like, press conferences in my homes, like, I can't believe, you know, and Reed. And, uh, seven? It, it will never be appreciated enough that this guy won seven Super Bowls. Just how hard it is to win one, how hard it is to win two, he's won seven. It's incredible. So, to your point, I would love to see him go out however he wants to go out, but no matter what the announcement was or who tweeted it or what, the fact that those those teams came up short and seeing Mahomes and then not even get to the Super Bowl just gives more strength to Brady's legacy and what he was able to do over his career. You like to say seven. My, my favorite number is ten, that he got to ten. That's fair, too. You know, like, Jack Nicholas won all the majors, but there's that stat where he came in second, like, 30 times yeah. or something. This getting to ten, which those guys, half the teams yesterday couldn't do, is amazing. I think the, the best compliment I can give to Brady is that I am, like, shocked that he retired. And he's 44. The fact that a 44-year-old guy is hanging out and everyone's like, what? Is the biggest compliment I can give. And we're all trying to, like, like, do our best to, to catalog and explain how long he's been playing and how, how much grandeur it has. Sometimes the best is just to go to videotape and the, the idea that his first real action in a real game was in 2000, week 13. The uniforms are weird, the shoes are weird, the turf is weird. In this particular game, Charlie Batch was just too much for, yeah. for the Patriots. He couldn't handle it. Bledsoe's a mess. They put Brady in and he completes one pass for three yards. You're like, oh, maybe this guy will hang on to the team next year. I think this game had a, a, a promo for Yes, Dear and the new adventures of old Christine. I don't know what the hell we were looking at as a society when Brady started, and now we're doing crypto and TikTok and everything. The fact that he is still playing, and I'm shocked that he retired, is, is he, he, he really, Tom versus time, I think he won. I really do think he, he won that bout. It's an amazing story. He's basically had two Hall of Fame careers in one career. Uh, the thing that's most impressive to me is I know how hard this league is on a day-to-day -day basis. 
And for him to reinvent himself over and over and over again. And God didn't give him the best skills. Right. Some of the skills that we talk about that quarterbacks have. But he made himself. He fell in love with the game. He reminds me of Tim Duncan, Mm. the big fundamental, but playing quarterback. He mastered all the little small mundane things that you have to and turned it into TB12. And what a treat to be able to cover him, to be able to watch him over the years. Just uh, reinvented his body. Reinvent how you're going to play quarterback. And to me, the last two years in Tampa were really, really special because it answered all the questions. Well, what is the question? Who's more important, him or Belichick? Well, he was in Tampa winning the Super Bowl, hoisting the trophy for the seventh time, and New England was out of the playoffs. Tom Brady, to me, is one of the greatest athletes we've seen participate in any type of sport, and he's done it the right way. It's undeniable. You can't poke a hole. There's no questions. He went and did it in Tampa that added to his legacy. We're talking about him like he retired. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. He, might, he might not be done. Kyle, you just did an entire thing yeah. about, I can't believe he retired at 44. Yep. I have not heard from Tom Brady, even if he's leaning that way, and I hate that we're having this conversation because he's going to announce at some point what his plans are, and we're going to have to rehash his... What are you going to talk about then? <laughs> Tell me this. So, I'm sitting on the set with William McGinnis yesterday outside of Arrowhead. We're not talking about the Chiefs and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Do you think, if you know Tom Brady, you know that Tom Brady would never want to take shine away from what was going on yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know that there's two championship games that he's gotten to ten times. You know how meaningful that is for these young guys. And you don't want that out. You don't want to take – so I'm out there sitting with William McGinnis. And, of mm-hmm. course, we have – I'm with William McGinnis. We have to talk about Brady, who hasn't retired, who has retired, instead of talking about what we should have been talking about the entire time. I did not like it. I don't mm-hmm. like that we're going to have to rehash this again. I don't like it. It's sloppy as hell. I bet he's apoplectic. I bet he's going to have somebody killed. This is the last. He's got to keep his circle closer then. There's a lot. So. Of, there's a lot of takes, Kyle, that this he, he might be mad enough to be mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm not retiring. <laughs> I'll stay another year. I hope he does. Because you guys I don't know what you idiots are talking about. I'm going to play another year. He nice report, he though. He said a word. <laughs> he still hasn't said a word. He could come back. His dad. Who else has chimed in about this? His, his, some some people have. Just some people yeah. got some info, Peter. Are they supposed to sit on it? It's their journalistic duty. Uh, what are you hey, talking about? I'm saying. It, it, look, I, I, hey, I, I, someone got. No one's putting it out there unless they got it from someone with a good source. So mm-hmm, hey, gotta mm-hmm. keep the, gotta keep the circle a little tighter, Tommy. That's Can it. Can you get any tighter? I don't know. <laughs> got out. <laughs> Had a couple of coaching hires announced over the weekend, starting with the Giants. They welcome Brian Dable, the new GM. Joe Shine is now reunited with Dable in New York. They spent four seasons together. Uh, He was the Bills offensive coordinator, now the head coach in charge of the New York Giants. Another big move came out of Las Vegas as longtime Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels has agreed to a deal to become the Raiders' next head coach, according to our very own Ian Rappaport. This news comes along with the hiring of a new general manager, Dave Ziegler. All right, these uh, dominoes continue to drop, fellas. Which hire are you more intrigued by, McDaniels to Raiders, Mm -hmm. Dable to Giants? Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll get to the Giants, I'm sure, but Josh McDaniels finally getting one of these coaching jobs, finally finding a coaching job that he thought was worthy of him leaving New England for, and taking another guy with him, Dave Ziegler. These are two John Carroll University buddies. These guys have known each mm. other for years, and they're leaving the nest. And I'll tell you, the nest has been raided over the last few years, and I, I look at the Raiders situation, we could talk about it, but what about the Patriots situation? It's not that McDaniels was going to have the torch pass to him. Now there is this, Belichick's not getting any younger, he's got two kids on the staff, he's still got Gerard Mayo on the staff, but all of those young disciples that have been there with him for years, whether it be a Dable or a McDaniels, 
they're gone. And uh, McDaniels has finally taken a job after Indianapolis, leaving them at the altar, of course, that one time. Yeah. I'm happy for him, of course, and his family. 18 years they spent in New England and now going for another shot at this after, the obviously, the blip with Denver. He's fortunate to get another opportunity, marquee franchise, but I'd be avoiding Las Vegas. You're talking about an arms race. Justin Herbert, don't want to face him for the next 10 years. Mahomes, he's going to get back to some more championship games. Don't want to face him. Hey, and how about that? Aaron Rodgers might wake up in a month and he might end up in Denver. So now you got six games against those types of quarterbacks. The Raiders are a better football team. They're in better shape. But to me, the most intriguing is the New York football giants. Mm. Why? What does Philadelphia have down the turnpike? Mm, I don't know. What does Washington got down? Mm, I'm not afraid of them. So the ability to be able to build something and build something special for the New York football giants. I really only have one concern. When you, when you reported on him getting the job, they talked about there was five people in the room. Now, it happened to be one be the new general manager, but the other four people been the same people selecting those coaches and everything the last five to six years. So I'm a little concerned about the people in the room. Uh-huh. Will he really be able to turn it around? Maybe. To the other point, I don't know if he's afraid of the Cowboys either. I don't think there's anybody afraid of in that division. I do go back to McDaniels, though. When you look at what Josh has decided to do here, my eyes just continually go back to Indianapolis. And why are Mm -hmm. you choosing Derek Carr now when you had Andrew Luck then? It's the strangest choice. And maybe he knew that Luck wasn't long for the league. Maybe there's something that we knew that was going on there that we're not sure about. I just find it fascinating that that's what he chooses. And I also think that, you know, he's getting a redo. Peter, what'd you call it? A blip in Denver? Blip in Denver. The blip in Denver was so strange (laughs) because. I mean, it wasn't an asterisk, but the whole thing is he decided to draft Tim Tebow mm-hmm. in the second year, which makes it a very strange choice that, like, he took a risk and he took a shot on something, a bad one, and it really submarined the whole thing. It wasn't like a true run at it. He tried something nuts, and it didn't work. So I wonder what the plan is. Is he, like, in for this for Carr for years? Is he definitely in on the Raiders? Are we? Is this really going to happen? I think Dable's great. He did, he did a great job with Josh Allen, see what he can do with the Giants. But in far as most intriguing, this is one of the most intriguing we've had in years, not just this year. Am I the only one who was maybe just led on or I just thought this this whole time that the reason, I mean, Josh McDaniels comes up as the bell of the ball every year with head coaching and maybe we'll pluck McDaniels and he never leaves. Weren't we all under the impression, at least I was, that like he's going to take over in New England? Like he's going to inherit that and that's why he's there and that's why. I was shocked to see him leave because I, I really thought, so now I'm like, sure. How much longer is Bill doing this? Who's he handing it off to? Gerard Mayo, potentially? Is he grooming him? Two kids on the staff. Stephen Belichick? Is that who he's leaving it to? Because to me, that's why Josh stayed there. Mm. To be like, maybe one day I get the crack at calling the shots here. Yeah, that's always my theory for years, that he was going to go to Indianapolis and Bill said, hold on a second, stay. And and in 2022, are the Raiders not in a better shape than maybe the Patriots are? Mm. Saying that you have to go up against a tough division is a loser mentality. Ooh. Okay, I've been called to lose this <laughs> No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said it's a bad mentality. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The Pro Bowl headed to Vegas. Be there and catch the biggest names and brightest stars repping their team, their city, and the NFL at the 2022 Pro Bowl presented by Verizon. People keep asking me, what's it like in Vegas? What's the stadium like? I haven't been there. Chris Carter has. Oh, it's nice. I might meet my favorite DJ there. Oh, yeah, your favorite DJ. <laughs> I go this Sunday, February 6th, noon Pacific. Oh, my goodness. At Allegiant Stadium, visit ProBowl.com to it's buy your it. tickets Get there. today. Get there is right. Wouldn't be a Monday at Good Morning Football without a little Nate Burleson. So we welcome back our favorite triple threat, a CBS Mornings co-host, contributor to the NFL. Never has bags under his eyes, even though he just caught back from Kansas City, working that game for CBS, <laughs> the one and only Mr. Nathaniel Eugene Burleson. Hello. What's going on, GMFB fam? How are you guys doing? We're great. Let's hey, start buddy. and talk about this AFC Championship situation. Joey Burrow and the Bengals take down the Chiefs at Arrowhead. All is said and done. What was your big takeaway? My biggest takeaway is that the Kansas City Chiefs start off this game on fire, but the second half, the Bengals buckled down. And, and Zach Taylor, before the game, he said, you know, we're calm. We prepared correctly. We're going to approach this um, in a way that can allow us to play well through four quarters. And the reason I bring that up is because as I was seeing these guys punch back in the second half, I was looking at the Bengals sideline. They were unflappable. I mean, the, the calm of this sideline was impressive. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs were sitting over there acting as if they won in the first half, but you would think, though, after getting up big, the Chiefs would have control of this game, but it wasn't like that. Even, even with the Chiefs having the lead, it seemed like the Bengals were confident in themselves. So Joey B was great. The defense was fantastic. But how about Money McPherson? I mean, Evan McPherson, let's just give this young dude credit. I mean, last yeah. week he comes mm-hmm. up big. This week, in the postseason, if you want to name an MVP, yeah, we can look at the quarterbacks and skill players. But you better mention Evan McPherson's name because he is an absolute stud. Yeah, you can't say enough, man. I said it multiple times on the show. He was the only kicker drafted this year, and he's been unbelievable, has not missed in the entire postseason. Nate, it's great to see you. You, you look great. You look fresh. Good to see you, man. And it means that you still got up in the morning, and I know you were staying up late to watch your guy Matthew Stafford and the Rams 
Texans get the job done. What was your big takeaway from that one? And how do you feel for Matthew now that he's one game away from hoisting a Lombardi trophy? Man, shout out to the Detroit Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about them making the Super Bowl. But no, you know, just think about this for a second. If Matthew Stafford played like Patrick Mahomes did in that second half, where he's a little bit erratic, some balls got away from him, that interception late in the game, we would be lighting Matthew Stafford up this morning. That would be the talk of the table. Well, well see, that's Matthew being Matthew again. Well, this, is, this is what we were waiting for. We knew that Matthew Stafford couldn't play big in big moments. He's quieted all of that. Now all of those critics, all those naysayers, shh. Just sit back and relax and enjoy the fact that he shut everybody up. He was fantastic. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been as consistent as any other QB throughout this postseason. And, and I love the fact that there is a, a part of the Detroit fan base that is enjoying this moment. I mean, this is as Detroit of a Super Bowl as it gets. I mean, we, we have Matthew Stafford, and then we also got Eminem at halftime. Man, Detroit, stand up. Everybody from the 313, put your... All right, now nah, I'm Let's not going to get into my B-Rabbit mode, but I do appreciate the fact that Matthew Stafford has proven to everybody that he was worth trading for. Because this wasn't about bringing Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams so they can have a good regular season, make the playoffs, make a good run. No, they brought him there to win a Super Bowl. One more game left. We'll see if they can do it. Nate, in other quarterback news that came out this weekend about Tom Brady's future, yeah. if this is the end yeah. for TB12, what is your final opinion of him if he decides to hang it up? He wasn't the fastest quarterback in the world. We all know that. We joke about his 40 time. He wasn't the most athletic. But he put together this epic career, working the way he has every single season and getting better. Um, the one thing that comes to mind for me is that Tom Brady has improved season after season. There's a certain plateau that certain guys hit. And Chris, you know this. You be in the league and you're looking at the guy next to you and you're like, bro, did you improve from last year? What did you work on in the offseason? Are you faster, quicker? Is your arm better? If you're a defensive guy, are you better out of your break? Can you get to the quarterback if you're a DN? Whatever it is, you want to improve. Tom Brady has improved every single season. And another thing that I think people don't talk about often, when you talk to his teammates, they love Tom. One of my closest friends is Deion Branch. And one of the first things I asked him when we played together in Seattle, I was like, yo, what's Tom like? And he said, man, Tom is the best teammate you could ever have. And he said, Tom is one of us. And he wasn't talking about the color of our skin. He was just saying he's a football guy that loves football and he's going to ride or die for his teammates. And I never forgot that. And that's why he's so revered. Not just because he's great and he's going down as the GOAT, but because I think a lot of guys love playing for him and with him. You're absolutely right. The dudes who he rolls with always seems to love him. But, Nate, we have to go back to the AFC title game. Incredible matchup yeah. there. And never mind Burrow versus Mahomes for a second. I'm talking about Burleson, Esiason, at Al versus Walker Hayes in the halftime show. Nate, we need to get into this uh, because yeah. it was a sensation online. Uh -huh. You're trying to talk about the game, and we're hearing about Bourbon Street steaks and Oreo shakes. What do you got? What happened? <laughs> Well, listen, the speakers were placed on the field. And look at Boomer. Boomer's like, I can't hear you. I don't know what you just said. Um, so I hope I'm not repeating what you guys already talked about. Uh, but listen, man, when, when life plays loud music, you can either complain or you can dance. And I decided to dance. I knew it was hard for everybody to hear us because I couldn't hear the other guys. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Walker Hayes and shout out to Applebee's. It was, it was one hell of a halftime. That's for sure.
<laughs> good in the neighborhood. It's <laughs> good, Nate. Whipped cream. Oh, man. Excellent work as always. Nate, will we be seeing you in L.A.? You will be seeing me in L.A. Yeah, of course. I might be working for CBS, and I might be working for Nickelodeon, okay. but you know what it is. Uh-huh. I'll be there on behalf of the NFL Network, baby. Yeah. Okay, baby. I'm Perfect. going back to Cali, just like Biggie you. said. Time for game balls right here on GMFB. Who gets your game ball for the championship round of the playoffs? This is our second to last game ball of the entire season. So make it count, Strager. Yeah, week 18, I tried on this show to make the case for why Cooper Cup was the MVP of the league. And I was saying he's doing things unprecedented at the wide receiver position. And I know Rodgers is great, but is this Rodgers' best year? In the biggest moment, Cooper Cup was there. Not only one time, only two times. Cooper Cup had seven different third down receptions yesterday. Cooper Cup, every time they needed him, was the option. And on third down, time and time again, Stafford, found cup for those first downs. This guy had seven different third down receptions. Six of them were first down conversions. One of them was a touchdown. Cooper Cup was everywhere. His stat line at the end of this one, 11 receptions, 142, and two touchdowns in the biggest game of all their careers. And look at that. Every big moment they needed to play, Cooper Cup was there. I can't say enough about this guy in the season he's had. The best part about it, whereas those other MVP hopefuls, Jonathan Taylor, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, are going to be watching from home. Cooper Cup has another game to do even more greater things. Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup gets my game ball. He's been getting it all season long. Well-deserved 13th 100-yard game. And also the only player in NFL history to have 100 three times against the opposition. Cooper Cup deserved it. I'm going to go to the Bengals game. Most people won't know this guy because everyone's into the young offensive coordinators. But Lou Anaromo, the defensive coordinator, he is the guy that came up with the game plan that held Kansas City in the second half and in overtime to three points. One of the things he did, Kay, that you pointed out, they started off very aggressive playing man. Mm -hmm. They started getting shredded. He went to some zone coverages, mixing it up with some fire zone. He dared Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes to run the ball in the second half and and in overtime. And they played right into his hands. Mm. Throw the ball, throw the ball, turnover by Bates. Lou Anarumo, he gets my game ball for the Cincinnati Bengals. Adjustments made at the half. It was like watching two different games, what they did. Uh, usually I get cute, Chris, with these segments, and I try to give them to like uh, somebody like low-key, understated, an alternative pick. But I can't not give it to Joe Burrow because it cannot be understated what he was able to accomplish yesterday to be down 18 points in Arrowhead when everybody's saying, oh, Arrowhead's not tough to play on. This is just like the SEC. Well, I don't know. It worked out for him in the second half, didn't it? Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Crowd going absolutely crazy. I can attest to that. He He never panicked. He never lost his composure. He continued to perform, elevate his game, elevate everybody around him. He loses Uzama early in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Huge. Yeah, he's, you know, going to hit the MRI machine, I'm sure, today. I don't think most veteran quarterbacks can handle a situation like this the way he did. He's 25 years old. This is his 29th career start. Third downs, everyone's covered he somehow is making it happen i know his family is probably watching this morning and super proud i know joe is not watching joe is not on social media on instagram on twitter or anything is completely removed and living in a vacuum with one game to go so what a special performance on an enormous stage and i cannot wait to see what happens I wonder how many points the Rams would have to be up in the Super Bowl to be like, I think the Bengals. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's like 35, 40 points. It's that many. And who knows? We'll see how it goes. I'm giving my game ball 
to the head coach of the LA Rams, Sean McVay. Sean McVay, I don't know if that was his greatest coaching performance of all time. He was a little bit from the hip, a little bit went with his gut. But he's going back to the Super Bowl. And I just look at the context here in the league. There's so many of these young, cool whippersnappers who coach offense and do this. And <laughs> you could have LaFleur and Cliff and Kevin Stefanski and Brandon Staley and all. None of those guys have been in the Super Bowl. None of them. This guy's going to his second one. And look, Zach Taylor's in that conversation too now. He's one of those young whippersnappers. Is it possible at 36 years old to be the OG? Because I feel like Sean McVay is the OG of the young boy geniuses. Uh, he gets up there, first thing out of, <laughs> out of Terry's mouth is, I don't know, you guys didn't have any timeouts or challenges left. Sean just drives right through it. So, I had it, Terry, due respect, we're going to the Super Bowl. It's right. my second one. I want to finish business this time. I'm happy for Sean. I'm happy for the Rams. I'm happy for everybody there. My game ball goes to McVay. At GMFE with your thoughts. Who did we omit with the game balls? Let us know. We've got two teams left, one big game in a couple of weeks at SoFi Stadium. We'll be back drinky, tomorrow. Drinky. Congrats to the Rams and Bengals. We'll oh, see you oh, tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.